The Contenders is a proud member of the Cage Club Podcast Network. For other great shows about movies and pop culture, go visit cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. I came to tell you this year is your last. What? I will not be marginalized by the iron fist of white privilege that pervades this work environment. I am not trying to silence your strong female Indian woman of color spirit. Hashtag me too. Trans is beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, Birdie, thank God. How's your baby? She's 27. Her baby's doing well. She's started preschool. She's, uh... Never mind. I don't, I don't want to know. I don't know why I asked. Actually, you're five, six, seven. That's what I'm going to call you all from now on. It's just easier. Welcome to The Contenders, the show about the movies made by and starring women who refuse to play by the rules. I'm Aislinn Addington. And I am Tobin Addington. And today we're here to talk about 2019's Late Night, a movie that you can watch right now on Amazon Prime. That's right. Pause this podcast (laughs) and watch it and then come back and unpause it. And then come back. So it's a movie that came out this year, but you can you can see it already if you have an Amazon Prime account for, well, for the cost of your Amazon Prime account. Mm-hmm. Or the password of your friend or family's <laughs> Amazon yes. Prime account. Exactly. Uh, Aislinn, when did you first become aware of and then see the movie Late Night? Goodness, I must have become aware of it in trailer form, sometimes when I get a lunch break on my lunch break, I watch a couple trailers. And sure. so I believe I saw it there. And um, at that moment, I was unclear whether it was going to, it was a theatrical or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once it popped up on my prime, I watched it. Um, so probably like a month ago, I watched it the first time. <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah. So, you know, this is a, this is a double up. How about you, Tope? <laughs> I became aware of it uh, as somewhere in the long and the the sort of as it was being produced, I was aware of it. I tend to keep tabs on all things that Emma Thompson does. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I was excited that she and Mindy Kaling were working together. Yes. And then um, uh, and then I became I was I read about it a lot at, at Sundance. We'll get to that in a, in a minute. But it was a big Sundance movie last year. And then um, and then I didn't see it until mm. it sort of came and went in the theater in the blink of an eye. And then um, so I just watched it this week for the first time. But I it's one that has been on my radar for a while and I was glad to finally get a chance to see it. Absolutely. Um, Speaking of this movie, (laughs) (laughs) Um, could you tell us a little more? Could you tell us um, your two bits of film history for this movie, please? I can certainly try. Uh, The first bit is that Mindy Kaling, who wrote and co-starred and produced this movie, um, she was the one who uh, apparently, if if the press reports are true, got to kind of choose the director. And she decided to hire Nisha Ganatra, who is a director who's done a lot of TV. I mean, TV, both British and American TV back for, you know, for a long time. Like she's done, if you've seen a show, (laughs) it's like vaguely funny Mm -hmm. and or vaguely dramatic. She has directed an episode or two of it somewhere along the way. She directed some of of the Mindy Project. Um, And and, uh, the reason that she got the job was um, to... uh, she shared this slideshow with Mindy Kaling about the um, like how her life mirrored the life of the of the main character oh, interesting. in the movie about okay. Molly. So she sort of demonstrated a personal connection and in that way landed the gig, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, the other bit of, of business uh, film history, which gets a little bit into, I think, my overall issues. With sure. the movie. That's not quite the right way to say it, but is that fact that, so it went to Sundance and it was, the, it got this rapturous kind of re- response at Sundance in terms of people wanting to buy it a mm. lot. So when the, when there's a film festival, there are movies that don't have distribution that don't have a company that's already going to put it into movie theaters or, or put it on Netflix or whatever. They don't have distribution yet. They, at a film festival, uh, they're, they're, they sort of are, have bidding wars or they basically are auctioning off the rights. If it's a popular movie uh, to, to whoever wants to be the, the ones to put it out into theaters or onto their streaming platforms. And it was a huge 
$13 million is what this movie sold for at Sundance, which is a huge amount uh, for a buy at Sundance. And so, uh, and Amazon bought, bought the movie and there was some controversy at the time about were they going to release it, release it theatrically and, you know, all these kinds of questions. Sure. But the movie, the movie was, got a lot of attention. They were talking Oscars. They were talking, oh, Amazon must think this is going to be a huge hit. Um, you know, they all want it to be uh, 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 Little Miss Sunshine, which is sort right. of the, the most recent example of a movie that was bought for about that amount of money that then made like $150 million sure. or whatever. Um, and so it was a big deal that the movie sold. And I think uh, for that much, and then I think that tarnished its reputation going forward, but we'll get into that mm. as we go. Interesting. Intrigue. That's like a mm-hmm. little, um, not a spoiler, but a little preview of what's to come. A little teaser. A teaser. teaser. That's the word I wanted. Aislinn, uh, would you please take us through the ladies in charge? Who were the women involved in major roles? I have, I'm have. i just wondering, were there any women involved in major roles in late night? Well, Tobin, take a seat. Uh, get comfy because there were a lot of awesome women in charge, um, both in front of and behind the camera. And nice. so here we go. Starting with, as we do, actors, <laughs> Mindy Kaling, Emma Thompson, and Amy Ryan. Director, Nisha Ganatra. Writer, Mindy Kaling. Producers, Jillian Applebaum, Allison Cohen, Erica Hampson, Mindy Kaling, and Heather Morris. Editor, you know I love an editor. I do, I do. Eleanor Infante. Music, Leslie Barber. Casting, Mary Beth Fox. Production design, Elizabeth J. Jones. Art direction, Starlet Jacobs. Set decoration, Henriette. Vitadini. And you can take Yay. that little pause out between Henry yeah. and Vitadini. <laughs> Thank you. That is a lot of women in major roles in this movie. A lot of women in major roles. Yeah. Amazing. I think arguably our most, although I haven't combed through all the credits to see, I guess I would assume if you included art direction and, and design and stuff here, you would have looked right. through it all the way every movie. We had a review, mm-hmm. which I shouldn't read. I shouldn't read the reviews. We had a like yes, a three star review. We should listen to all of our fans. You're, no, you're right. But I, just for my own sanity, sometimes sure. the online online comment sections can be rough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've anyway, heard. we had a review that talked about that that sort of requested that we include more of the of these other roles. I agree. And, um, and so I I had originally the idea was to cut down on time a little bit. But sure. you know what? What else is this podcast for? No one is got a time crunch on it if anything people want our show to be longer no i don't know say their names that's what i have to say we say their names and i but but i do think this is an interesting thing with this movie is they the creators of the movie have been were were sort of very vocal and conscious about having a lot of women uh behind the scenes in in this movie and so i think that also is uh an impetus for this new chapter in our dinging a, a lot of the people behind the behind the scenes. Absolutely. I think you hear a little bit more of that than you used to in terms of, um, I think, and I think what's wonderful is it seems in my anecdotal evidence, when uh, a woman finds herself in that position to have some control over that, that mm-hmm. that's more often when we see a, a loud call for parody um, mm-hmm. in various departments, not just, you know, where we will see it or where the names will appear um, large on the poster. So I applaud it. Excellent. Okay. What is this movie about in case someone doesn't have access to Amazon Prime? And again, if you haven't watched it, go pause us and go go check it out. No reason not to. (laughs) Tonight with Catherine Newberry or Newberry. (laughs) TV's only female-hosted late-night talk show has gotten stale. Its prickly star, played by the brilliant Emma Thompson, (laughs) can't even be bothered to learn the names of her writing staff. In walks the show's first-ever female writer, Molly Patel, played by Mindy Kaling, whose earnestness, tenacity, and talent eventually shake Catherine out of her funk and challenge her to rise to her potential, beating back attempts by the new network president, played by Amy Ryan, to take the show away from her. In the end, each of the women at the center of the story must learn to own their power and embrace their missteps in order to change the face of late night forever. Mm. 
Interesting. Yes, yes. All right. Well, where? Well, let's begin with Emma Thompson. <laughs> I suppose we should. Shall we? We will likely end with her as well. Um, Tobin, <laughs> you, I will. You've le- you've been a fan, and I think fan is a. It's not a good <laughs> enough word in this case, but I think you mm-hmm. have been um, in admiration of and in. Um, and a fan of and and mm-hmm. many other things of Emma Thompson mm-hmm. for as long as I can remember. <laughs> yeah, for as long as I can remember. <laughs> I don't, yeah, since I got into movies, really. Yeah. I think I I know of her because of you. Um mm-hmm. my first the first thing I can think of is uh Much Ado About Nothing. Yes. Which I would say still holds up. Mm-hmm. Um, but so tell me. In your really on this topic expert opinion, how <laughs> tell me a little bit about how you found Emma in this role. I think Emma is so I mean, surprise, surprise, <laughs> is so good in this movie. I, I think that um she and, and you, we know already that I have a thing for like middle-aged domineering women, I think is how you've said it in the past. Yeah. And and I think and I think that um this is a really fun role for Emma to get to play because she is somewhat playing on on her own persona a bit. And mm. yet, um uh in, in terms of, you know, she has uh won Oscars for writing comedy. She's won Oscars for playing drama. She's um she was started out in sketch comedy in her earliest days. She had a she had a um one woman like variety sketch show on BBC when she was very first starting out. Amazing. So she has kind of done this in a way. It wasn't a talk show, but it was a, it was like, I think it was called Emma. Um, and so, so she brings, if you are as steeped in Emma Thompson <laughs> history as I am, you, you bring a lot of those kinds of associations to this movie. But I think for, for, for my money, uh, there were times in this movie where I, I think I texted you after I, as I finished the movie, like I, I didn't cry, <laughs> I didn't fully cry, but I had to blow my nose and I got, sure. I got there were times I got misty as, and it almost always was about Emma Thompson's character mm-hmm. and something that she was sort of going through. And, um, she brings a regalness to this part that I think it, it demands, but also like a, she's really good at the biting, cutting, mm-hmm. um, stuff. That was my impression. What did you think of, of Emma Thompson in this movie? I thought she was great. I thought after this, I, I really wanted her show to be real uh-huh. <laughs> um, because I would love to, because as much as it is a character, like you say, she's really good at the biting and she's quick and clearly she has that skill set. It comes natural, you know, not naturally as uh, she worked very hard at it, but you know, it, now it is second yeah. nature. Right. Um, And I thought that our friends in the various uh, departments, Mm-hmm. I'm looking at our direction of set decoration. I don't know if that's true, but in terms of um, how she has looked, that's not the word I wanted, mm-hmm. but like how, um, how she created a late night persona that was yeah. still like familiar to what a late night host would wear and would look like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought that was done really mm-hmm. nicely. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, she's mean and, dismissive yeah <laughs> um and of course she can't remember the writer's names they all are the same although within yes, that is part of the point in some degree right yeah. exactly within that stack though of of the writing staff were a couple of my yes. favorites um reed scott Ooh. from veep of course yes of course um, yeah uh john early um who has uh, speaking of one person shows, but um, also on Search Party, I think is where a lot of people would would know him from. Oh, is yeah, great. sure, sure. Um, yeah. Hugh Dancy, I've been watching almost <laughs> as long as you've been watching Emma Thompson. Yeah, right, right. So yeah. he's great there. And then, um, well, I guess that that the other men were not um, in the room, uh, so now is not the time for them. But um, in any case. I thought she was we, great. I'd also like to, um, since we're shouting out the men in the room, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to talk about Dennis O'Hare just a little bit, sure. who plays her like assistant or producer or, or whatever, who's another actor that I've loved for a long time. I've seen him on stage in New York. I've 
you've seen him in. There's a scene from the movie Michael Clayton that I show every every semester to my students. I'm going to show it next week in a class that he's in, and he's so good in the scene. He's he's one of my faves. So um, uh, so yeah, and I and I think he there. You know, none of them have uh, like they, they, the movie does not depend on the arc of their characters, Mm-mm. which is really nice. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't absolutely. have to, you know? And so, and so they get to kind of be, have their own little, you know, a little bit of tick or a little tick or a little bit of backstory or something. And they, they do that just fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. As we get into the, the writing room, can I make like an overarching comment? Please. <laughs> um, I think that, so in this movie there, they have a lot of discussions about, um, privilege and things that are earned versus things that are handed out and and gender as well as race and and how all of that intersects if you will intersectionality mm-hmm. being um an important uh concept and yeah. as i was watching this movie i had thought to myself three things one i i don't know if they're like in quotes getting it right in all of this Mm-hmm. But secondly, it's certainly not for me to say, you know, it's, it's not up mm-hmm. to me whether or not they're getting it right. Um, and third, I'm just more, I'm glad they're having the conversation. I'm glad I'm watching them have the conversation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. regardless of how well I thought it played out as mm-hmm. part of a plot or while the plot occurs in this movie. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That, that's my overarching comment. Yeah, I think I, I that that sounds like my experience as well. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> great. I concur. Right. So, with that in mind, we've got this very white male writing room, and like yes. you said, a very stale show. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a, a last ditch effort to probably avoid a lawsuit of some kind, and maybe <laughs> save the show, but at least save face. Right. As the show closes. We get Mindy Kaling walking mm-hmm. through the door, being Mindy Kaling, mm-hmm. um, which I love. I got no problems with that. I think just as the director, you said, um, demonstrated why there were similarities. I think um, there are certainly some parallels, as I understand it, to to Mindy's story. Um, sure. I have read both her books. <laughs> just yes. full disclosure. Um, and I have watched her um, – sort of through interviews and, and talking points and things um, as a as a curvy lady myself who sometimes is funny. Um, <laughs> I appreciate a lot of where she's coming from, although, again, mm-hmm. I'm not um, going to compare my journey to hers. It's sure, different. sure. Um, yeah. But I uh, I've always I've always liked that she's doing what she's doing, even if I don't always enjoy the product entirely. Um, but yeah, so she's bright eyed, bushy tailed, um, not, not, not had a lot of experience in TV. (laughs) (laughs) None in TV, very little in comedy, (laughs) but they need a woman, ideally a woman of color. And there she is. Right. And is hired because <laughs> in the interview, mm-hmm. as as Dennis O'Hare is reading her resume and finding out that she was, she's sitting in front of him because she wrote a, a, a was it she won an, an essay, essay contest at like her job that which was her chemical company also <laughs> like the big owner also owns the studio. Owns right owns the company that owns the network. Right. He says you're to our parents' parent company, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he gets a call in the middle of that thing with Emma Thompson saying, "Just hire a woman." Yeah. <laughs> and so and so he does, which is you know they're they're the people who I think reacted lukewarmly to this movie, and I don't want to say everybody, but some of the reviews um, that that came out as the movie came out felt like it was a little paint by numbers in, mm. in some ways. Like it, it made, it felt like a, a sort of um, the, the, it's heart was in the right place. The themes were good, but maybe things were happened sometimes a little too easily or a little too predictably. Mm. And um, I, I, you know, no. I think that they were, I think that they were expecting a, a movie 
I think respecting a different movie. Sure. Since they, this was, they were talking about this as like, as I say, an Oscar contender, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and it's like going to make a bunch of money. And I think if it didn't have those expectations, people wouldn't be looking for places to like, because I feel like people a little bit wanted to like pop its bubble as it came out. If that sure. makes sense, like, oh, absolutely. I think that's part I, of a cultural trend at the moment. Totally, totally, and and so, and but I do think this moment is one place where it feels like maybe that's just the fact that Emma Thompson calls in that moment, Catherine sure. calls in that moment, does feel a little convenient, mm-hmm. um, you know, in a way that maybe uh, you know could be more rigorous in a different movie. But those moments to me were sort of pretty few and far between, like you know. Uh, but this that one is one that did did stand out for me to think, oh, maybe this is why some people kind of ejected from the movie a little bit. Gotcha. I guess I having my, with my familiarity, my familiarity with Mindy products. Yeah. I, there's a little bit, I guess I saw it as um, those moments landed for me as kind of an attempt at charm or, or um, it's a little bit, I don't want to say slapsticky, Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, like her first big break was this two woman show that she did with her roommate <laughs> yes. called Matt and Ben, where they were <laughs> pretending they were Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, like on the phone with each other. Or I didn't right. see it. Well, I like, don't know. Writing, I think they're writing Good Will Hunting, aren't they? Or something. Oh, or... gotcha. Gotcha. Um, you know, I mean, so I so for some yeah. of it, I guess I expect a little bit of magic in Mindy Land. Um, mm-hmm. But you're right. I mean, uh, sure. Um, I I thought this movie zagged a little bit when I thought it was going to zig. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. Like, um, what, can you think of an example? The yes, yes, I can. Um, I didn't expect the thing that to bring the show down would be the revelation of Emma Thompson having an affair with one of her young writers. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was tough. Not because I was upset she had the affair. <laughs> Because <laughs> I like get yours, go get it. Um, but that, like, of course, I guess I was just heartbroken when that happened. Because, like, mm-hmm. of course, that is gonna like in my mind. Well, we're not coming back from this, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I expected the all's loss to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was interesting to me. And then, I mean, anytime John Lithgow is in the room. I'm yes. happy also. <laughs> of course. And of so course. the um like um the depth we got with that part of the plot was unexpected to me. Mm-hmm. Um but but yeah, I mean the if we're gonna well I don't want to poke holes, but um so I won't. End of comment. I think that the 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 thing that probably got to people a little bit is that the movie is as earnest as Mindy Kaling's character is in a lot of ways. <laughs> and, and I don't, and I don't mean that again, not, I don't think that's a pejorative thing. I think that's a tonal choice of the movie. Like there's, so the, the, um, uh, John Lithgow character who plays, um, the Kevin Newberry's husband is going through part. He's suffering from Parkinson's disease. And there's one scene near the end where he's sitting watching TV and and just out of focus behind him is a wheelchair, mm-hmm. right? Like it's just – it's wearing all this stuff on its sleeve right up front. Like it's not being coy with sure. any of the plot machinations or the characters. And, and I think for some people that makes – I think that makes some critics uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, I think mm-hmm. that there's a certain amount of critical reception that they they need a little distance, uh, some ironic distance. And this movie does is does not have ironic distance, uh, which hmm. is also maybe why it played so well at Sundance with a bunch of movies that are heavily ironic. <laughs> and then this sure. movie comes along and it's a breath of fresh air too, right? But I, I so I think if you if you key into that, if you realize that what you're watching is a movie that is unironic, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean it's not smart. It's just like its, it's tone is just one of. It, this this is what this is, and we and we are we are playing with conviction. Mm-hmm. Then I think you'll have a much easier time watching them. Conviction, I think, is a great word for a lot of people and points in this, mm-hmm. right? I mean, both of these. Mm-hmm. So at um throughout the movie, at many points, Emma and Mindy's characters are at odds in some way. Or mm-hmm. in some ways. Um, and I think what they have in common, one is they love TV. <laughs> um, but is is their their conviction, I think, is something that mm-hmm. 
they share. Um, and it also, I think something that Reed Scott's character uh, shares and is also at odds with Mindy. And, and I think it, that's a, I, again, when I, when I say that, you know, some of the, uh, you know, politically charged parts, I don't know how, you know, this is one, one set of conversations and, and shouldn't right. be seen as like the end all of anything. But, right. um, but I, I like to see them go back and forth and break down some assumptions they had about each other, you know, early mm-hmm. on um, there, when there was a, a hole in the writer's room, uh, Reed, I want to call him Scott Reed, and that's my problem. Reed Scott's <laughs> brother, younger brother, was like assumed to take that position. Everyone right. assumed, and so I think seeing the writers' room and feeling that, then Mindy immediately believes she understands who they are as people. Right. Right. Um, right. And of course, it is more complex than that. However, no one should assume <laughs> like their ascendance <laughs> in. Um, in, a, in their career, but we know it happens. Um, so mm-hmm. I liked their back and forth and their kind of conflict of convin- conviction. Let me say that again. Yeah. Their yeah. conflict of conviction as well. Yeah, it's such, such a great point. And I think they're – everybody in the movie uh, – I shouldn't say everybody in the movie. A lot of these main characters, you can understand why they have the perspective that they do. Yes. and. Everybody gets a chance for their perspective to, in some way, have ha- be validated a little bit, a little bit, mm-hmm. and for, in some ways, and in some cases, a lot, <laughs> right? And and then and then in some ways to be challenged a little bit or a lot, depending on where they need to move within the movie, right? Like depending on how far they have to go. Um, and it's one of the things I like so much about the movie is that the Emma Thompson character is who is not really the protagonist of the movie, mm-hmm. but she's the one that has to have the bit, like she really has to come to terms with reconciling who she is as a person off camera, who she is as a person on camera and who she wants to be. How, how close can these two things be to one another? And, you know, there's, and, and, and with mistakes that she has made and how to sort of move forward with those. And I think that they're, they're, she has she really wrestles with it like you mm-hmm. she, she has a few scenes in this movie where she either is crying or almost crying and you, you can sense the pain that she feels that she has caused that she recognizes that she has caused that she's going to continue causing or not <laughs> and i think that the 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 con- conviction it's a great point a great way to to sort of say that is like she's 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 got all this conviction it's it's not always on, you know, like when right. we meet her at the beginning, she, she has like faux conviction mm-hmm. and then she has to like figure out how to get her conviction back or re- reorient it in the right way or something. And I think that that's a, the, the, that's a story that all of us could use to, could hear once in a while. Sure. You know? Yeah. No, it feels in the beginning, she's very much on autopilot in some ways. Right. Um, can we talk about something that I just don't like in movies? Yes. So in my life, there are many, many awkward moments. No. Mm. And I like to talk when I'm talking to perhaps my students or other coworkers who are concerned about a quieter, awkward moment. I like tell them you milk <laughs> that awkward moment, right? You sit in that uh-huh. awkward. I also uh-huh. loved to do that on dates. Like first or second dates, <laughs> like when someone else makes it awkward, you just sit there and you just let it be awkward, right? Yeah, sure. And yet, so I, I'm good at that. It's a, kind of my superpower. Um, mm. And my student got me a mug that said "awkward is my specialty." <laughs> but um, in movies, yeah, bad stand-up uh. is just something that's tough. For me to uh-huh. watch, uh-huh. Um, and and she turns it around and that, but like, oh gosh, that's that's rough. And just as a as a convention, I I have trouble with it. And do you mean like deliberately bad, or just like stand up that we're supposed to think is good that is bad within the world, like within good the movie? Point. Um, stand up that is received poorly. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But often when it's from a character that we are meant to like. And root for because also me as an audience. I'm sorry, this segment is all about me. Um, <laughs> I'm a fantastic audience member. 
I have been asked to show up at live events specifically, like as an audience, Mm -hmm. as a plant in the audience to get them going. I love live whatever it is. So I think that's part of it too, is like, God, if I was in the audience, there would at least have one person laughing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Although my, that wasn't funny face is, is pretty severe as well. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's just, so that part of it, while um, I think this, um, tell me if I'm correct, this was a moment that was perhaps overly convenient where Mindy is fired from her job. The one night she won't stay late to go host a charity comedy a thon right and at first you do you believe she's fired and then suddenly Catherine newberry shows up and performs right as a reconciliation am i correct that that was one of your two magical moments yeah yeah i agree yep Mm -hmm. i agree I think that you said, funny you say that. I I feel um, I I don't get asked in the same way to come be a, a plant in the audience, <laughs> but I do have when I'm watching live people, <laughs> like watching stage things or whatever. Yeah. I get very I'm very um, probably unnecessarily empathetic to the mm-hmm. people who are performing, and if it's not good. I can't even not show it on my face. Like I feel so bad, feel so bad for them. Like I feel embarrassed for people. Right. Even if they don't know they, <laughs> that they should be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, but that's really, really tough for me. It's interesting though, because I think that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask you a question as someone who has children. Yeah. Is that true for children's performances as well? Not my own children. Of course. <laughs> but I think you and I have both sat through. Yes. Some. <laughs> how about this intermediate contemporary yes. dance where sure. we're not like adorable babies and by babies, I mean like five-year-olds, right? We're yep. not skilled high school students. We're tweens that may or may not have rhythm. We're <laughs> 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 so terrible people. Um, so I just imagine you as someone with kids who are in many activities, Yes, like you might have to watch your face and then for the next sure. 10 years I, I'm or work, so. I'm really, work, I'm really working on it. Um, okay, I wonder, you know, the, the person that I think of as being the other person who's great in an audience is mm-hmm. our mom. Oh my gosh. So good. Who, if you're, if you're, cause we both did a lot of stage stuff when we were kids and she, she, A, she's an easy laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a and recognizable be, laugh and be a recognizable laugh and will often be the only not will be the first one laughing yep. like seeing where the joke's going and is like pre-laughing <laughs> and, um, and in children's I, theater that's not hard to do <laughs> no, that's true that's true but I, I i have such fond memories mm-hmm. of, of of uh mama's pre-laughs in, uh, at our show so i i my, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree apparently in your uh, your audience going that is my favorite of all the times you've told me I'm turning into mom. <laughs> <laughs> you can cut that if you want. Uh, yeah, no, she's a fantastic audience member. I'm I'm proud to be in her um in her, <laughs> in her image. Um, okay. I wanna talk about another man. Rarely say that. Okay. Uh-oh. Okay. Let's do it. <sighs> okay. So, well, I guess, should we talk about Amy Ryan first? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Amy Ryan. So, I love Amy okay. Ryan as a love person. I think as an actor, yep. she's fantastic in that yep. she can be, well, she's just a good actor, meaning that I'm on her side or I'm upset with her, depending on what she's playing. I don't need to explain <laughs> what acting is. Um, right. She's good at it. I like her. She's good at it. Yeah. Um, so she's a bit of a nemesis ish, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. as in behind the scenes, uh, media things are often there's a studio head or someone from upstairs or a suit or something. Right. Um, she is the suit in this. She movie. is yeah. the suit and we don't see a lot of her, um, but like her presence in the, it feels like there's a countdown clock on right. The right. whole time for right. their, for their little show. Um, how did you find Amy in this role? You know, this is a role that feels like if it was uh, so in nine or eight out of 10 movies of this kind, it'd be a guy in this role sure. because <laughs> that's the way movies are. Uh, and that's and the way they, studios are. And I was going to say that, right? And the way that networks and, and studios are. Um, and I think that 
you know, so so part of the charm of this part, or the charm's not the right word, but part of the the it's smart to have Amy Ryan be in this movie because there are a lot more. There, I shouldn't say a lot. There are more women making decisions about what gets made, especially on these new streaming services and, and what and what gets bought. So like that feels both realistic and, 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 you know, good for the movie and helps shade the part a little bit. It mm-hmm. should be, you know, something a little bit different than we've seen. It also allows Amy Ryan and Emma Thompson's characters to, to have these, they have like two kind of, or two or three, two, I think kind of badly scenes, like scenes where they're, they're, they're very acrimonious toward one another. And they're both, as you've talked about, they're both, they both feel a lot of conviction in the things that they're in their point of view and their point of views, their points of view clash. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's, it would, it would be, it would add, it adds a whole other layer to have another woman in that scene who has, who has sort of climbed whatever corporate ladder she has climbed to get where she is. I think that that's, that's an interesting dynamic. It's, there's not much to the part, no. you know, like it's a little bit of a waste of Amy Ryan in that Amy Ryan has done, you know, is, is capable of, of doing more on screen, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Sometimes you only need somebody to come in and kind of play the heavy in the yeah. movie. And it's, it's was probably also fun for Amy Ryan to get, come in and like play these scenes opposite Emma Thompson, where they're both like, you know, brawling. Sure. Um, but, but, it, but the parts it's, 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 you, you do, I do part of me says, Oh, but I'd like to see more of her. And, mm-hmm. you know. So anyway, that was my feeling. what do you think about uh, Amy Ryan? I, this was one, and maybe this is a naive zag for me because I make things up sometimes. I sort of thought the reveal at some point would be that she had been a huge fan. Oh. You know what I mean? Like that yeah, she's sure. she's certainly older, you know, or further along in her career than Mindy, but seems a bit younger than Emma Thompson. So right. I thought I guess my what I thought the cliche I thought they were going to have would be like some <laughs> yeah. sort of like sisters moment. Uh-huh. Like, Hey, uh-huh. Hey sister. Um, but I think you, I think you're right. It's, it's a tough part cause there's not a lot to it in, in a, <laughs> in a different way, but also a similar way to how uh-huh. the writers are inconsequential. These extra dudes. <laughs> right. You right. know, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm so glad they had someone like Amy Ryan that has such presence, like you say, to play off. Of um, Emma Thompson and just the, you know the little office reunion of of Mindy and Amy. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> so we talked about Amy Ryan in order to say that the studio has decided they're going to replace the host, right? And they're oh, going to replace yes. the host with <laughs> this super broy comedian, which right. in my brain, yes, he was doing an impression of Dane Cook. Oh, I totally thought that. I totally had that thought. Or that type. And and I shouldn't right. blame it all on Dane Cook, having been – I am in recovery from being a fan. <laughs> yes, you are. And have been for a long time in recovery. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think yep, I yep. have my 10-year chip. <laughs> um, but uh, – but that ilk, there was so, – so that was a comedian for the young people or the old people. I don't know. Comedian that got super hot in the early 2000s. And was everywhere in arena tours and blah, blah, blah. And so then there's a bunch of others. So I just, it's not necessarily him, but it's that type that's super mm-hmm. broy, and that's enough. Super broy. Um, Ike Barinholtz, who for me can be off-putting generally, mm-hmm. although I did love him in Sisters, speaking of sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, God, he played it so well. Yeah. He was perfect. And I think knowing the little I know about him as a person, um, he's not a super broy person, but he happens to be a, a tall, big white dude in the world. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think he understands that culture. Um, and he was just the perfect nemesis, I think. Mm-hmm. That's not mm-hmm. a question. Um, <laughs> uh, did you enjoy his his portrayal? <laughs> I did, and I was so worried. Okay, tell every me. Every time he was on screen, because I have the, some of the same feelings, you know, about like I, I'm. 
he works for me sometimes. He doesn't work for me other times, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I, and I also, it, but it made me really worried for what was going to happen to Emma Thompson's character. Is she going to have to give her show right. to this guy? Just, and I, and there's a version of the, of this movie that, that would still be the, the, you know, still be, have all of its other trappings where he, where she does have to in the end, right. or, you know, and, and it would be that kind of bittersweet sort of thing. Like we lost this one, but Mindy's going to go start her own show or whatever. Like there's another, you know, and I, and I, I so didn't want that to happen in this movie. Um, and I and I think that he he was um, sufficiently terrifying yes. as a possible. And then also, as you say, played it so well. Like when he came on her sh- – so he comes on her show part through this movie uh, where she's supposed to pass the torch in the – in on camera. Like she's supposed mm-hmm. to say, and guess what? I'm going to give you my show. And he's playing that sort of faux graciousness mm-hmm. to her that we know is not true is that the, that he's putting this on. So does she. Um, and he plays that really, like if you only saw that clip, the first part of that clip, you might believe he was telling the truth, right? Sure. Like he doesn't telegraph that he's being, that he really is a, is a, you know, an asshole. Um, so I thought he did that. Well, yeah, I was really worried. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they have two, is it, or is he on, is it just that one or is he on the show twice? I feel like he's on the show twice, but I, I can't remember. Or he comes to visit the show, right? Doesn't he come to see he's on, he's there with the manager guy, right? Isn't he? I, yeah, I can't, I can't I'm remember. Sorry. Why can't we remember? We just watched this movie. Just, um, yeah. <laughs> but in the, so, okay, let's talk about um, her uh, and her guests on the show. Okay. So yes. early on, they're trying to, they're trying to figure out before they get this new flavor for her, they're, she's still, out of touch and whatever. Um, and so they're trying to book young hat social media stars <laughs> right. to get, to get a, a, the audience there. And I, she has this young woman on that she doesn't know, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, it was a YouTube young, star, right? Yeah. One of something like, yeah, YouTube vine. I don't even know. Um, yeah. and, and their exchange, speaking of awkward, uh, <laughs> just gets worse and worse. But the um, guest sort of calls her on it in a way that I was surprised mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I thought was so interesting. Mm-hmm. Did you find that too? Yeah. You, you, mean, you mean in the in the way that she's, again, her point of view also feels legitimate in that moment? Oh, yeah. I, yes. That is what I mean. Thank you yeah. for translating yeah. Iceland. That I, I was empathetic to this little starlet that I hadn't anticipated being. Cause like, I'm going to be on Emma Thompson's side because right. she's the boss. Right. But then it was like, and I love that when I am challenged in my own, you know, understanding of, yeah. of the character. Um, yeah. I, 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 and I think that this gets to, you know, not to say that all men make one kind of movie and all women make another kind of movie, but there does seem to be a bit of a common theme in a lot of the movies that we've covered that have been directed or written by women, that there is a, a, there, there seems to be more interest in a variety of points of view being correct. Mm, <laughs> now, that's maybe a that's, great way to say that. Maybe that's overly broad and, you know, like, but, but in general, I do think that there's, I think that there's something to that, at least in this movie, that Mm -hmm. I think that there's, there's something to that, that there, that it's not even that there's just two points of view that feel like they, that there's validity to, but there are multiple points of view that they're, that that have validity. Absolutely. That's perfect. Thank you. And so we go from that exchange to the, I don't even remember his name, Ike Barinholtz on the show and yeah. the fit, the faux graciousness. And then he makes some comment about like, oh, you shouldn't leave or all that. And so <laughs> she basically says on camera, okay, give me, let me keep my show then. Give me back yeah, my show. Yeah. Yeah. It was, <laughs> I, that awkward. I loved. Yeah. 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 Um, but, and I don't know anything about much, um, what would be the consequence of that kind of thing if there were like network papers signed and stuff? Yeah. I, I, it's, it, again, this is where the, you know, Ooh, how far magic. you want to go down the, like the logic, you know, sure. and I, and I, 
I'm that that tires that I find that tiresome critiques, you know, like in a movie, in a it, it, you take the movie on its own terms. And in this movie, they're not going to get into the weeds on that. The Sorkin sure. movie would this movie's not going to, you know, yeah. um, and, and I think and so, yeah, I think there would be more consequences <laughs> than there are. Um, but there is a, there is something to her as as Emma Thompson says, Catherine's care as Catherine sort of figures out how to reaccess and wield her power mm-hmm. for good that, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. she's she's coming back into her power in this this one of the places that she lays that trap for him to do that uh, and i think they do a nice job of mindy kaling's character of molly kind of you know of her, molly's objections to this plan right uh, planting the seed for her but you don't see the thing where they like they hat they hatch the plan together. You know, it's not right. not that cutesy. It's just she's plan she is she has expressed her conviction. You should not give the show up. It's your show. This is not right. Mm-hmm. And it's a betrayal of who you are. And then turns around and <laughs> walks off into the closet or wherever. <laughs> right. And and so and so she just plants the seed, and then Emma Thompson's character sort of j- jumps leaps from that to this mm-hmm. this thing that she does. That yes, if the, right because that's a surprise life, to us. Right. right we the don't last- know that she's been, right. Yeah, the last comments Emma Thompson makes are "Leave me alone! I got to prepare for my show." And she and that script was for her to right uh, pass the torch. So, f- from an audience perspective, we we didn't know that um, Molly had had was successful in her plea. Right, in the same way that uh, it sort of sets us up for the end of the movie, where Emma Thompson comes out after having after having the show go dark for a week or two after these um, uh, the scandal has hit the the press, and then she comes out and we don't know or aren't sure is she going right. to give up the show or not. Like she has another moment of like of an on camera decision about deciding what to do with her career and life and power and all that. So there's a little bit of like a setup payoff to that too. Yeah. That's a as that was a great moment. In between those moments, um, I want to talk briefly about the um, e- exchange and conversation that they had in her. Gosh, is it her office where Later she has all the Emmys? Drinking, yeah, and they have the yeah. Emmys. And I think that, so. Yeah, or like that, her, stu- her study at her house or something like that. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember if it was at her house or not because um, they go to her house for a party, and oh. that's where we learn that. Or it is um, alluded to that she and Hugh Dancy had some sort of past. Because who well, wouldn't? <laughs> amen. In either case, by the way. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, that's a party I'd <laughs> RSVP to. Um, yeah, because M- Mindy and Hugh have a thing, um, which is predictable, but also I love when she does the thing that happens in movies when often the woman, but someone shows up unexpectedly with someone they think they have some amount of monogamy with and right. there's someone else there and they're half dressed or whatever. And it was that, and I've seen that before, but her reaction to it, I think was a little bit different just in mm-hmm. that like, Oh God, of course. Yeah. Of course yeah. this is what this is. I get I'm it now. Clearly now. Yeah. Yeah. I was behind. I'm with you now. Okay. We know who each other is. <laughs> right. Like you have shown me who you are. I'm going to go home and eat my cupcakes. And, right. um, and that I, that I really liked. Um, but in the, in the study, they're um, drinking and, and looking at the Emmys. And that's when some more of that, I don't know, affirmative action-y conversation happens. And she, mm-hmm. Molly says something to the effect of, well, I, I don't want people to think of me as just the diversity hire. And Emma Thompson's like, yeah, but you are. And, and then, but it's what you do with it kind of, kind of thing. Uh, what was your, mm-hmm. did you like that conversation? Did you think that was not, I don't mean real, but like, I don't know. I, I, I liked your thought that there's more than one correct point of view mm-hmm. displayed here. Yeah. And cause right. I didn't agree with everything that Emma Thompson said. Right. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm making yeah. statements and asking you to react to me, and I apologize for that. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Because I we, we I think – and we hadn't talked before we'd seen the movie, like, or since we'd seen the movie. So I, I, I think we're on very much the same page on, on this stuff, that it's – everybody in that scene has something to say that, that is true, and everybody has mm-hmm. things to say that maybe – is not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, there is something that it feels like everybody needs to hear these other points of view, right? right. So 
Minnie needs to hear in that moment. Yeah. Like you're hired because I yelled at my producer, we need to hire a woman and you were sitting in the mm-hmm. office. Right yeah. now. The counter to that is all the things that Mindy Kaling did to get into that office, sure. <laughs> right. Which is overcoming all the things to, to be the diversity hire quote unquote. Right. So, so everybody's got, you know, it's all true and it's messy mm-hmm. and like, um, and, and they have, and they have these different points of view that are, that, that I think are valid, but I th- and I think it's important. It feels important to, to, uh, Molly's journey in the movie to recognize that part of why she's in the room is, is that reason. And then like now, and, and so what, like mm-hmm. Catherine seems to kind of be saying like, and, right. <laughs> you know, um, and, and what's interesting is that the end of the movie, again, I keep jumping to the end, but That's okay. these, these things all end up being set ups for the end of the movie where, you know, when Emma Thompson has this, this great Emma Thompson, Mindy Kaling have this great scene where she's trying to convince Molly to come back and work for her again. Um, and she has this one of, one of one of Molly's like Molly doesn't argue about salary like she you know which one of her one of her stipulations is we have to change who and how we hire and you you get a shot at the end of the movie where it's a it's a much more um, inclusive workplace mm-hmm. all all around like from the writers to the receptionists to the assistants to the coffee people like um, and so you you end up seeing I, I feel like that step is important where. Emma Thompson has said to her, no, you are like part of this is you are a diversity hire, which is her step of like, OK, so this is part of what we have to do. Right. It's <laughs> right? what we do now. Yeah. We give we get breaks to people. And we bring. Yeah. We bring bring folks up. Right. Um, yeah. See, then that makes me like it. Like, I like that little pan around the room and there's yeah. more ideas and <laughs> and it's on the nose and it's not realistic and it's like mm-hmm. oh i get it you know like critics i get it i get it mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what this in the terms of this movie the movie's been a fantasy from the beginning because there is no late night talk show host right. who's a woman i mean famously um uh What's her name? Uh, Rivers, Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers, right, was like the the usual, the traditional substitute for Johnny Carson. And then they had some kind of falling and she was going to take over for his show, right? Like she was going to have her own show or take over yeah. from whatever. And there was like, I can't remember from the documentary, but I remember it was a big point there. But like, Ooh, I lost you there, you know, and there have been time, you know, um, oh, sorry. Am I back? You're back. Sorry about that. Hello. 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 Hello? Are you, okay. Can you hear me? Okay. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Yeah. And then, you know, Samantha B has a show. Uh, um, right. Samantha, there's Samantha long, B. We were, I was long, talking about this earlier. Sorry. Like, hooray. Like, we have, there is one. Love but Samantha like, B. There's no, no. We love Samantha B, but like, that's different than a weekly or than a nightly talk show. Sure. Host. And there have been others. So, um, Chelsea Handler, we're going to give some yes, thank to you for Chelsea mm-hmm. Lately that was nightly. Um, or at least some week nightly on E and then um, busy tonight is the most yes. recent okay. yep. Yep. one to fall was also right. on E um, that was unfortunately but, not picked up. Right. And then in the news recently is um, I'm not going to say the last name, right. But um, Lily Singh is mm-hmm. the first queer woman of color mm-hmm. to get a late night show on a major network and also what, one of the youngest. What network? NBC. Do you know? NBC. Oh, really? Okay, so that then will be the first because these yeah. other people that we're talking about are all on cable. I which, see. Network. Which is what, what this show, like network traditionally goes out to, you know, like 10 times the number of right. oh, like viewers that cable shows do. Um, and so it, it, cable has always felt like the kind of beachhead to get mm-hmm. to, you know, like uh, to, to be on, on network. But I because th- I think what we're meant to believe is that the, is that Catherine Newberry is a, a, a Jay Leto, uh, the, yes, a, the Joan Rivers, of Conan O'Brien, today. Uh, you know, the, I can't Indeed. think of, uh, you know, it's funny that you're naming them Tobin. Why? Oh man. Okay. <laughs> Why is it funny? I that I'm naming them. Well, I have a game. I'm and so excited. I, I know that we're still talking. I'll, we'll, can we can maybe in our um, final closing thoughts, we can um, add more yeah. thoughts, but mm-hmm. you just really walked me right to the precipice here. So, Tobin, this mm-hmm. game, this game is called Which Jackass? <laughs> okay. It is a game of Jimmy's. Oh man! Okay. Currently on um you know uh, late night or late late night. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was not time um. Prohibitive here. We've got okay. 
Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, <laughs> and James Corden. Okay, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Three white dudes doing their thing. Now, the only reason I don't include the others is because of the silly naming convention of this is all Jimmy's. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> and that one time that mom would try to, to DVR Jimmy Fallon and accidentally DVR Jimmy Kimmel and was really upset about it. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So I will ask you a fact. Uh, I will give you a fact and ask you which Jimmy does it correspond to. Okay. Okay. So, and this is all super fact checked from Wikipedia, people. <laughs> okay. So don't worry about it. Okay. Which jackass was born in 1978? A fine year. <gasps> a fine year. Um, I'm going to say, ooh, Jimmy Kimmel. Incorrect. Oh, James Corden. Oh, okay. That was my second guess. Which jackass uh-huh. is the oldest? Okay, so Jimmy Kimmel is the oldest. Yes, yes. That's why I didn't say when you said James Corden <laughs> that Jimmy Kimmel is 50, is fifty-one. Oh wow. Okay. I I always assume that I am. Like the oldest one is my age because I'm really old. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. So, not so I haven't gotten yeah. quite there yet. Okay. <laughs> Which jackass left college one semester shy of graduating? Jimmy Fallon. Very true. That's two for Tobin. <laughs> um, Jimmy Kimmel also uh, had some partial um, attendance uh-huh. and then has an honorary degree um, in 2013. And I um, could not find information on James Corden, but he was um, doing stage work very, very young. So I imagine his college was the West End was or the something. Yeah, there yep. you go. Okay. Speaking of acclaim, which okay. jackass won a Critics' Choice Award in 2018? A Critics' Choice Award? Indeed. In, in 2018. So it's not Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> um I'm going to say a Critics' Choice Award 2018. Okay, I'm going to say Jimmy Kimmel. Correct. I think it, my, the, I, the reason so – let me tell you how I got there. Happy to. His, the stuff about his son and yep. the Affordable Care Act is my guess. And as, vaccination. That was – there was some great – he had doctors. He did this oh, whole, really? He had this whole <gasps> thing with doctors where they all looked straight to camera and said why they were annoyed by oh, I like him even more now. Yeah. He just be like, somebody was like, I still don't know how it lost ended because I'm talking to you people. It's very, it's very funny. That's good. Okay. That yeah. you can cut out too. Okay. Okay. All three, Jimmy's are married. Who has been married longest to their current spouse? Ooh. Okay. I'm going to say James Corden. Incorrect. Oh, Jimmy man. Fallon. Really? Yeah. He um, married uh, in 2007. Oh, okay. Nancy. Nancy. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, producing yeah. partner with uh, Drew Barrymore. Of course. Right. I knew we talked about we talked about her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other two were in the early 2010s. Um, okay. Do you want uh, to guess which Jimmy has the most children? James, no, Jimmy Fallon. No, Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, really? (laughs) Oh, geez. He's got two sets. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. Which Jimmy (laughs) wrote a book in 2011? 2011. Mm -hmm. James Corden. Correct. Nice job. It's something Thanks. like, may I have your attention, please, or something like that. <laughs> that sounds right. Which Jimmy was born in Brooklyn, New York? Jimmy Kimmel. No. Trick question. It was Two both Kimmel and Fallon. And Fallon. Oh, man. But I'll man. give you a point because uh, you didn't half, say half James point? Gordon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say the Brit. Okay. Yeah. Tobin, your total is five, but we have a final bonus question that can allow you to double your points Ooh. if you're willing to take the chance. I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing. Which Jimmy did Iceland used to think was very cute, but is now dead to her? 
Jimmy Fallon. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> Tobin, you won with an amazing 10 points. Oh, that feels good. Uh, it's I like, super amazing. I like that game. Because there were only eight questions. <laughs> nice job. Thank you so much for playing, Tobin. Thank you for putting together a, another wonderful game. I wonder how many points our listeners got. Please tweet at us <laughs> or tell us next time you're talking to us how many points you got in our game. <laughs> Fabulous. Now is the time in our podcast where we sum up our thoughts and we decide, is this movie a step forward or a step back for fearless women in front of and behind the camera? Islam, <laughs> drum roll. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think? Based... We could base it entirely on the number of women that were in the, the our um, ladies ladies getting shit done segment. Mm-hmm. Um, so for that alone, we could say progressive. Um, like you said, I think the way the story is told is um, indicative of a lot of female led work. It's not a perfect movie. It's not my favorite movie. Um, but I think it, it, it told, a an important story and had a lot of important conversations in it. And for that, I will say progressive Tobin. I completely agree. I think this movie is charming. It's a charming movie. It's, it's, it is, it's a one, it's a lovely charming movie with some, with some great performances in it and some, and some funny bits. There's more to it than just what you saw in the trailer. If you saw the trailer, mm-hmm. don't be put off by the reviews. I think that they were skewed by expectations of the movie. Uh, take it on its own terms. And uh, I think I will watch this again. And I've recommended it to at least one person uh, since seeing it, finishing it this afternoon. Um, and, and so I think that there, you, you once, you, if you think the movie might be for you, it is. Yes. And, uh, and I think that that's, and, and then all the reasons that you say it's a, it's a, um, I'm, I'm so glad, I'm glad the movie was made and I will watch it again someday. Sounds great. Thank you. Do you know what we're going to watch next, Tobin? Oh, would you tell me? I'm excited. I'd love to. We are going to get our buns all the way to a theater to watch the new Charlie's Angels reboot folks. It comes out 11, 15. It comes out November 15th. <laughs> Um, this will allow us to revisit the wonderful talent that is Elizabeth Banks, an all-star on our podcast, if you will. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And the podcast itself will come to you November 26th, just in time to put those headphones in at Thanksgiving in case, you know, someone <laughs> throws turkey juice at you. Yes, exactly. Drown out your your relatives uh, or or the or home for the holidays, which may be playing on the on the TV, and uh, listen to us instead. And this is, I would also note that this is the um, Elizabeth Banks not, is not only the director but also the writer of Charlie's Angels. So nice. it's a it's a more perhaps a more pure vision than we even got in Pitch Perfect Two. Amazing, Tobin, where are you? Can we find you? You know, you can find me. You can find me on Twitter at Tobin Addington, although I only have it on my computer, so I don't check it very often. <laughs> oh, Grandpa. <laughs> I know. I had to take it off my phone because it's just too much. Uh, so you can still find me there, and you should come say hello. Aislinn, are you on Twitter at all, or, or where can people find you? I mean, I technically am. I guess I just scroll until I get to the dog or otter posts that I'm <laughs> following. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't find it as rage inducing as you do. Um, but that's just because I'm keeping myself naive in the in the Twitter sphere. I would like in the world. I I know yes. what's going on, but for Twitter, <laughs> I just I just look at cute poppies. Good for you. Um. But also, I just want to shout out quick, you can also find me on my other podcast, Why Aren't We All? There are seven fun, fun episodes of that on the Cage Club Network, and I'm a guest upcoming. Well, when does this come out? Tobin? I'm when looking. Does it come out? Oh, I'm okay. looking. I'm looking. Hold on. Hold on. This comes out the 29th of October. Okay. So... A fresh, hot episode of High School Slumber Party with Brian Rodriguez. Um, I am a guest on the 
episode that just recently came out, October 25th. Ooh. So if you want to hear me ruin Jennifer's body. <laughs> that sounds bad. <laughs> and give, I ruined her body, um, and give um, several small lecturettes. Then, Ooh, uh, not, not just to be clear, not at anyone. Oh. Um, it was a it was a damn delight uh, to be on that podcast uh, with Brian. So um, please check that out as well. Um, can I say one? Other, I found one other note on the movie. Okay. <laughs> can I say one other thing? Cohen is sneaking one in at the, in, in, just in between Iceland follows up and Iceland signs off. So yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, I knew this was my chance. Um, I just saw in my notes. The one thing I wanted to remember to say is there was a there's a moment in the in the movie where Emma Thompson she's having this heartfelt goodbye to all of her writing staff, and like one of them had died. She's like what did he die of? And she, she's called them by their numbers the whole movie. Mm -hmm. And she goes around the tables, pausing at each person and saying your name, you know, Brian and Schmitty. And she gets all the way around the table and then gets to one and pauses, 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 and says six. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I just about died. I thought, Oh my gosh, it just, the timing was great. It was, and you could kind of tell it was coming and you, but oh man. So anyway, I just had to say that <laughs> that was my last note for the movie. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> it was a good if you if you want to be tickled as much as Tobin just was, then um, please check out Late Night on Amazon. <laughs> and if you want more of us, um, you can find us sort of on Twitter <laughs> at contenders underscore pod or on Patreon at thecontenderspod.com. We want to give a special thanks to our members who joined at the marquee level or above, the incomparable Sean Flynn and the majestic Jeff Addington. We here at The Contenders are proud members of the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can explore all their great shows at cageclub.me, and you can keep tabs on all the Cage Club happenings on Twitter at cageclubpod. As always, thank you so much for listening. I hope we have... What did she say at the end of the movie? I hope you have... I hope I've been oh, worthy I hope I've of your earned, time. Yeah, I hope I've earned your earned, time. Or, yeah, we're the, earned the something of your time. I should I should have looked it up before I did this. Damn. Anyway, thank you, thanks for listening to us. I am Tobin Addington. I am Aislinn Addington, and we'll see you next time on The Contenders. Off the record, uh, while you were at the end of your first bit of history, I accidentally, yeah. um, Siri came on because of my headphones, and so I made oh. a little noise. Okay. Um, and so um, that was not in reaction I, to you. So if there's a little in there, <laughs> I apologize. I will, I will note that at uh, the seven-minute mark. All right. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>